So thank you for coming on. I'm joined by Simon, Amy, Abby and Tom from Montezuma's Cross Team. Thank you very much for giving up your Thursday evening. Thank you for having us. That's all right. Lovely, thank you. I've only got Simon for 25 minutes or so, so I'll start with you. Obviously, I'm a local lad. I'm based in Winchester, so I've, I've seen you guys as, as Hargroves and in previous entities over the years, but especially on the Wessex scene. Can you take our listeners on a journey from the, the setup and start of that cross entity to where we are today? Yeah, of course. Yeah, a, a potted history, if you like. Um, so the, the Hargroves team uh, pre-exists us by a long time. Um, Pete Hargroves and obviously his family and his business um, have been dedicated to cross for, for many, many years. Um, and his team... Uh, I think started as a cross team and it developed into um, road a road team with his uh, lads and you know various well-known professional cyclists who now ride in various teams have ridden for them over the years um, but it became more and more focused on cross and um, uh, in in the end I suppose it ended up with Ian Field um, I would call him the great Ian Field I think it's fair enough to say Ian Field uh, riding as the lead rider um, and, and four or five years ago, um, Pete and ourselves uh, joined forces effectively. Um, he was keen to have some development coming through that. Um, and we maintained that relationship um, in various ways for a number of years until last year when we decided to go our, our own way, um, partly because Pete's very busy with the business um, and partly because we just wanted to try something slightly different. Um, which took us to forming the team uh, the first year of which was the, the season just finished. The best, what, what a great season to start with. <laughs> yeah, the season of nothing. It's really thrown me out talking yeah. to people because I'll talk about last year, but what I actually mean is 2019 and it, it happens every interview we've had so far. But Harvard, yeah, I mean, yeah, we were, we were trying to... aren't they? A... Yeah, uh, so Pete, um, they are, yes, they're on board in the sense that um, they just offer uh, a bit of sponsorship through the team and um, assistance through their retail and workshops. Um, but more than that, not really. We don't really see Pete um, anymore. And um, as I say, he's been so tied up with a with a very business, very busy bike business. Yeah, of um, course. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so they're 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 on board in in, in a sense, and um, we're certainly on good terms with them still. Yeah, it's now all in house yourself and Helen. Yeah. It is exactly that, yeah. Oh, lovely. It is, yeah. We've got a couple of other sponsors, but yeah. Yeah, Ridley and Laser? Ridley and Laser, yeah. Yeah, yeah gotcha. and we've kept gotcha. it at that for this year. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. So, obviously, last year was a little bit curtailed for most of us. Of, of the goals you set yourself at the start of the season, which of those are you most proud of actually achieving or, or, or how the season worked out for you? So I, I suppose um, I'm, the guys will, when I'm gone, they'll, they'll they'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you my my view on it. <laughs> uh, so we set out the season um, uh, really to, to with one aim, really, which was to help uh, the riders develop their CX racing and riding at a national first and international second level. Um, regional racing was very much a sort of tertiary aim. You know, we'll, we'll do it when we can get there and support yeah. local racing, but. The aim was to work on national and international. Um, on the basis, we went to the first and only national trophy and we came away as a, I think probably, I mean, I haven't checked the numbers on this, but probably the most successful team because yeah. we had uh, three podiums 
and uh, across both days, and a third and a fourth place. Um, and off the back of that, it, it went pretty well. It went pretty well for the three guys you've got here now. Um, for everybody else, it was it was hit and miss at best with just a few races here and there. Um, so I think we achieved, um, given the circumstances, we probably exceeded expectations um, as the season developed. Uh, and it's given us a platform for next year, which is the most important thing. And you've kept the core team the same, haven't you, for the last couple of seasons? Looking at the your list of riders, they're all people yeah. I recognise from Hargroves from the last two or Locally. three years. Yes, I suppose so. I mean, we we uh, Tom, I suppose, probably is the only one who uh, is new to that. Um, but the aim over the first couple of years um, really was to give uh, largely, we lost a few of the riders, but um, the existing riders, the opportunity if they wanted it to move up um, to the, to the next level of frost racing. Um, and then the forthcoming season, the season we're heading towards, um, we will almost certainly reduce the number of riders in the team and bring other riders in um, I, I, to say that, I mean, I've been approached by a lot of riders um, and yeah, we want to strengthen the team, but reduce the numbers slightly. I think um, retain Helen and Crispin as the mentor sort of, Old farts. I can say that because Helen's my wife, and uh, <laughs> uh, and and they and they'll be they'll be the mentor riders both on and off the bike. That's the idea. Um, it, uh, didn't work so well this year because we didn't see that much of one another. But um, but that's the idea. And then we'll bring in hopefully some promising or very good junior girls and boys, um, and maybe one or two other under twenty three riders. Um, but almost certainly we're going to lose. Uh, we've learnt quite a lot and we're probably going to lose two or three of the existing uh, riders that we currently have. OK. Are you still recruiting relatively local or are you getting CVs from further afield? I'm getting CVs from as far as far north as Scotland um, uh, and calls. And it was very informal, just people ringing up or making contact. Uh, but one of the aims of the team has been that we should be more than just riding in the same kit. So we should be able, nice kit as it is, uh, it is. Yeah, I think we should we should be able to train, race, see each other more frequently than just turning up at a race. So, um, you know, Tom lives in Oxford or, or, or that way. Um, so it's not right on our doorstep, but we do want people who can come and train um, at our training venue and um, we see each other more than just races yeah that takes me on to another question yeah say i'm i'm winchester way um obviously the business is uh, your chichester side is that right yeah yeah our factory is chichester oh okay so where's where's home for you guys the, the team uh north of portsmouth uh Clan, well canfield so we're sort of uh slightly north of uh when uh what are we east of Winchester, west yeah. of Chichester, and north of Portsmouth, in the middle there somewhere? Uh, okay, so is Droxford your nearest local? Local Droxford road? would be our nearest Wessex League. Well, no, our ne- nearest Wessex League actually was um, <laughs> on the 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 area that we developed for the team. So we've we've got a um, a private venue that we've been developing as a CX venue just for the team. Um, oh, and we actually ended up doing Wessex, a Wessex League there this year because um, we could do it at a very short notice. 
uh, and the Sol- you know, the Solent Pirates, Solent Pirates are a local youth cycling club of which course. I've been involved yeah, with yeah. for years. Um, yeah. And they they use yeah. it as well. Um, uh, so Abby and Amy were were pirates. Uh, yeah, Tom Poppy as well. Uh, I yeah. from those days, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Poppy, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and and um, and a whole load of others. Um, and Ella in the team currently, quite a number of them have come through parts. So Ellen a day, um, Sam Nanopoulos, you know, one or two others in there. Um, yeah, but certainly there are none coming in from pirates in the in what looks like will be the new riders, and um, they're all external riders. Um, so. But yeah, who who we either know reasonably well or know of quite well. Of course, yeah. Oh, I'll be tra- trawling the local results, trying to work out who that could possibly be. I'll be my little project. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I'm not going to tell you anything yet. So. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not after a scoop. <laughs> I, I, I doubt they know themselves yet, but uh, it's fascinating to hear. Yes, no, precisely. We don't. We're, we're, there's quite a few things. Oh, I won't jump ahead. There's, there's quite a number of things we're trying to work out first before. Um, and, I, and I hope the guys will tell you one thing we've tried to do is be uh, completely open and honest with everyone the whole way along. So sort of under promise over deliver, I think, is what we're trying to do um, and, uh, and not promise. You know, there are so many. I mean, not in CX, actually. I think CX teams generally in the UK are pretty good, but there are plenty of other teams, as you're well aware, who, you know, promise a lot and deliver practically nothing. Um, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're, we're not we're not trying to do that. We're we're trying to offer people a realistic opportunity to um, become better cross riders by racing internationally. It, it is the crux of it. Have you ever considered? Actually, I'll rephrase this for for this time of year. Obviously, we're approaching the very end of the cross season. There's you know uh, two elite races left. Um, in a normal year, obviously, yeah. you would have had a bit more of those from march to september do you still have a program with with the team at all or is everyone dissipating off to to road well i think in a normal year and abby amy and tom will probably confirm this um, in a normal year the idea was that we 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 give them complete freedom to go off and ride in either mountain bike or road teams um uh, they can race in a track team if they really want to go around in ever decreasing circles but i don't think any of our guys will do that um <laughs> so uh, they have complete freedom to go and do that we were very clear at the outset that we will not be supporting um summer racing unless we happen to be there so some of the mountain bike events we will happen to be at um and and abby is going to do something amy's going to do quite a bit and obviously helen and a few of the others do a bit of mountain bike just to keep their you know keep themselves going a bit during the summer yeah um but we were very open and honest with that at the outset that we we want to be and that is our focus a cyclocross team we don't want to get dragged into all other manner of dilution really um and, and we're sticking to our guns on that um certainly for this summer and probably next summer i think um it's fair to say oh that's good to hear so it's, it's it's nice seeing obviously i was going back last year in my head so i've seen people like barney pop up on the on the road scene and uh, uh yeah Sam, um and recognizing that what was the hargroves the the, uh, the red and yellow kit it's good that you're yeah you're not yeah diluting the hot chocolate in that in that way Exactly. Well, they do. I, mean, I should add, and I didn't really add. They they do have. They don't have to go and race another team. So they can they can obviously um, uh, go. We're very happy for them to go and race 
for the team in any road racing or mountain racing they want to do. But but the essence is if they have another option and it's a better option, then then by all means go and do that. Sure. So jumping ahead to September, if everything comes to plan, um, how is the Brexit yeah. situation going to affect your riders that are looking to tackle what is a very long season that's been planned? Yes, well, it shouldn't really. T- um, the plan next season wasn't to have a permanent or a winter location in Belgium for or the, or the Netherlands for the whole season. So um, I think if, if the plan had been for next season, that would be presenting a slight problem because we would be looking at visas and all sorts of things. Yeah, um, I think because of the way we still the team plan, I mean, individuals may vary this slightly, but the team plan is still to travel back and forth. Um, to uh, the Super Prestige, EcoCross, whatever we're going to do. Yep. Um, focus on the on the trophies as well. Um, so we'll do trophies and probably, I think, a dozen, maybe a dozen uh, foreign uh, Belgian Netherlands weekends. Um, okay, yeah, there are a lot of uh, doubleheaders, aren't there? So- there are a lot of doubleheaders, yeah. So we, I haven't actually got my head because the calendar. I'm told on good authority. I was actually talking to um, someone at the UCI today um, that the calendar is is prone to be changed quite significantly in the next week. <laughs> so uh, I'm holding off doing much. Um, so, so yeah. So we're going to go out more than we would have planned to go out this year, um, uh, and focus on um, some of the other races where hopefully there'll be. Uh, more entries available and and uh, under 23 racing and, and you know and some and also for our juniors some some junior racing as well yeah 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 it was just it was such a shame that that just decimated the junior calendar this year do you think that's had a knock-on effect with oh, got it. that the top year juniors just losing an entire year i think so yeah i think i think it will have um damn i don't know it remains to be seen, doesn't it? I wouldn't like to jump to conclusions. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's decimated it. Uh, but I hope it's just knocked enthusiasm a little bit. And uh, we may have lost a few riders. Well, I know we've lost a few riders um, in cycling in general. Um, mm. Let's hope for the best, I think. Let's hope for the best. I, I think it will come back round. Um, we'll see, won't we? I mean, the first national trophy for Cross will be the Derby with date that's just moved will be the that's nearly always the best attended. And I think it will be the litmus test, really, if there's a really good entry through all the age categories. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. Let's hope for the best. Do you think there'll be more um, more availability for you guys to enter races next year with with there being, what, 16 World Cup dates taking some of the better... Sorry, this, this isn't meant to sound disrespectful, but because there are so many World Cup dates... Yeah, that yeah. might take a lot of the field away from, um, say, X2O or Super Prestige or Eclipse yeah. cross races. Do you think there's more scope for you guys getting in on those? Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, no, hopefully, great. Uh, ho- hopefully uh, the three riders you're talking to now, hopefully they'll get selected for World Cups and be able to do World Cups. Um, and that would be great. Um, but exactly, you, you hit the nail on the head, really. It, it, it will give much more scope, not only to get races, but also potentially to pick up points for the better riders. Um, because, you know, points make prizes in the end and, and points yeah. actually help you get into the next races and 
and until you can start getting a few, it's almost, you know, you have to get a few to have the ability to get a few more. Uh, yes. The gridding situation yeah. is partic- particularly for the men is particularly bad. You're gridded at the back of 70 riders, you know, uh, it, it, it's pretty hard ask to then finish in the top 20. Um so yeah, I think it, I think it'll be if we get a decent season. I think it'll be really good, and I think more World Cups actually suits us pretty well. Um, and more double headers will be good as well, where they're more distant World Cups and riders can't do the Saturday because they can't do the Saturday and then get there on the Sunday as well. So it it breaks the field down a little bit on the Saturday and one thing and another. So yeah, I think it should be good. I'm I'm really excited to be honest. I'm really excited by it next season. Yeah, putting an optimistic hat on it, it's it's almost like a bit of a reset year, isn't it? I think exactly that, and 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 there'll be a lot of riders coming back in at a high level. Um, riders, uh, I mean, this year as a good example, uh, Abby and Amy um, had much more opportunity um, in the middle part of the season to get overseas racing because they were they had some points and the and they were getting on the start list, but um, Tom was struggling anyway had no ability to get any UCI points in the UK because we didn't have any trophies to do that at. Um, And then when they said, um, you've got to have a UCI point to get a start, then obviously the season finished straight away, apart from World Cups, which he was fortunate enough to... Yeah, so he picked up Namur, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And 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 they'll tell you, but they were offered other World Cups. We just couldn't get to them. Oh, okay, with the travel, yeah. Yeah, we couldn't get there because of COVID restrictions at the time. So, uh, so it um, it prematurely ended some of the activity we were hoping to continue with right up until I suppose this weekend, really. Yeah. Um, is there anything else on the calendar? I, I can't think. What is this weekend? Um, uh, no, there's nothing this weekend. We finished, haven't we? Effectively now. Yeah, you're done. Um, uh no no nothing else but i mean in fact what the next thing we're thinking of doing is um some of them will do the local race to you the battle in the bowl is always quite a fun thing to <laughs> oh yeah yeah finish the season off with yeah that's oh. two miles away yeah so that that's a good one and i think tom was thinking about if he gets a, a dry weekend to have a crack at the uh south downs way record do that on a cross bike oh wow okay um so, so that'd be quite a good fun thing to do and um uh, well, I'll let them tell you. There's loads of stuff there. I, I, I'm stealing their thunder now, so uh, I'll, <laughs> no, I'll let them talk. Problem. Yeah, it's like the Matterley Bowl is, say, I'm right by Marwell Zoo, so it's just over, over the hill, basically. Oh, yeah, you're a sto- literally a stone throw, aren't you? Yeah. I would like to say it's my my stomping grounds, but the only two times I've raced it, I've, uh, I think I'm still going around it. That's a tough, that's a tough race. It is a tough one. It is a tough one. And the other, thing actually and I, you can have a little bit of a scoop on this if you really want one mm. um that we uh not the team but actually uh, the Solent pirates we have been uh to cut a long story short we're in quite advanced talks now with um holding a non-national trophy uci race um in the south next winter next december uh, oh, so we funny. had a we had a commissaire inspection yesterday and that that went pretty well and we're now waiting just to get a date confirmed through Simon Burney at the UCI. So um so yeah there's there's a good possibility and that will dovetail with the Cyclo Park National Trophy. So there would be a UCI race in the south over here um on the Saturday and then a UCI race at Cyclo Park on the Sunday, which should attract 
certainly all the British riders back from the continent yeah, to race. Thought, yeah, they're here. Yeah, D- double money, double points, everything else. So that that's an exciting prospect, and um, yeah, I'm working on that with the Solent Pirates parents and volunteers, and uh, yeah, so that would be really good if that comes off. Oh, yeah, fingers crossed. If there's anything I can do, um, honestly, get in touch. I'm obviously local and uh, nothing else to do, really. Oh, great. Well, thanks <laughs> for the offer. Yeah, no, well, you, you may have got yourself a job. Yeah, okay. Accepted. <laughs> I can start Tuesday. Uh, desk, <laughs> That's desk great, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll leave the shovel out for you. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can drive a tractor, uh, farmland. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Uh, one last thing before I let you go, Simon, because obviously I, I know you, you've got to dash off to something. Um, it's something I asked Cameron Mason about, obviously, with jetting off to World Cups and stuff. But obviously, you know, he's he's not a one man, but he's coming, uh, you know, from from Scotland on his own, yeah. mainly. When you find out that three, four of your riders are heading off to an international venue with Team GB, what does that mean for you as a team manager with logistics? Um, well, I can only speak from experience this year, um, and hopefully uh, Matt Ellis isn't on this call anywhere. But uh, Matt, Matt's Matt's really good. Um, but they were—I mean—they were completely stuffed for any sort of funding, really. So uh, the the Euros and the World Cups that we went to, we we well, I think we offered full support to um, Tom Abbey and Amy. They'll tell you whether we did or didn't. Uh, but we we took, I mean, just like um, Trinity did and just like um, Trek did, we effectively, um, who also had riders in GB in the GB team, we we yeah. took uh, full support with us and, and and offered them our support because there was there was not a lot else coming from anyone else. Uh, so um, from a pride point of view, it's great. And uh it was great to have them racing there and doing all that stuff and brilliant for them as well. I mean, a fantastic experience Absolutely. But from a team, team point of view. I think we, we are committed to, uh, to doing that and next year as well. So if we, we, we could end up with some split weekends, I, I haven't quite worked out how we manage that, but, but we will. So it was effectively Montezuma's away, but they had GB kit on from, from, from yes. your end. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, in fact, at the world at the World Cup, we asked the ride. It turned out they had to anyway, but we did ask them to ride in um, in, in our team in our colours, not GB colours, uh, just because it's it, you know as you can imagine, it's if you're on a World Cup with good television coverage, it's an opportunity oh, to. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, they didn't. Object, I think. Well, again, they'll speak for themselves, but um, it worked well for us, and hopefully, worked for them as well. That's fantastic. Simon, one last thing before you go. Uh, what's your best f- flavor chocolate at Montezuma's? Oh my! Oh, easy question. Dark side. It's a dark, a high cocoa content milk chocolate. Um, I eat far too much of it actually, so I have to I have to buy a bigger, bigger tired mountain bike. I think, but, uh, but yeah, uh, high cocoa content dark chocolate. Uh, milk chocolate is my favorite. Right, I'll look out for that. We're doing the big shop on Monday, so and I, I know it's sold yeah, where I go, so oh, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll treat myself. That. Lovely. Simon, I'll let you go and I'll chat, I'll chat to the others. Thank you for coming on and thanks for telling us the story of Montezuma so far. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Lovely. Pleasure. Thanks, Simon. Cheers. Thanks. We'll talk to you later. Bye. So welcome back to part two with the Montezuma's team. I have Abby Manley. Hi. Hi there, Abby. And also you're joined by Amy Perryman. Hello. 
And last but not least, it's Tom Cousins. Hello. Hi. So thanks for coming on. Obviously, we had Simon, the boss, on earlier. You can talk about him now. He's off the line. <laughs> so spread some gossip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't uh, spill any, any beans or exclusives that you didn't know about earlier. So as I came back in, we were just talking about chocolate. Um, your, your favorite from the Montezuma's range? Um, go first. <laughs> giant white chocolate buttons, I say, eating a packet right now. That's good. I can hear For them. Me, Give them a shake. A... <laughs> there they are. <laughs> For me, it's got to be the peanut butter truffles. You can't go wrong. I really like the, the white chocolate chili. I think it's white chocolate chili and mango truffles. A oh, bit wow. different, but they are nice. See, that, that's good brand coverage as well. Four of you on, you all said four different things. That's, you're well prepped. There's so many different options. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I walk past Montezuma's in, in Winchester High Street, uh, there's a queue. Or, or there was last time, obviously, you know, pre the dark days. Um, so I've, I'm yet to indulge. But uh, where I do my weekly big shop, they do sell, sell the bars. So I know what I'll be doing on Monday. <laughs> I think they're a shop in Oxford as well, so one one local to me as well, so that's good. Perfect. But you must get a big box at the start of the season, right? Get a few bits here and there. Can't, <laughs> can't complain, really. There's worse things to be sponsored by, I think, than, than chocolate. I think it's probably one of the best sponsors and best cycling sponsors there is, really. Oh, it's got to be up there, isn't it? What, what else could you possibly want? Especially at the end... Low on energy, a bit bonking, just like just cram in some tasty chocolate. On the way back from Belgium, yeah. yeah. Pitmen love it as well. <laughs> Eating oh, chocolate. <laughs> they do a really good hot chocolate as well, do they? Yeah, actually. Yeah, I've tried actually. that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 a massive hot chocolate fan, but I've just I just use the option stuff and it's so powdery and horrible. So Oh no, this is right. like proper chocolate. Like you yeah. pour your yeah, it's it's very nice. Got to invest. <laughs> I'm sold. So, right, quick link, listeners. Montezuma.com slash shop, maybe. I'll edit that. Right, so thank you for the three of you. Um, what I'd like to talk about is, is, is how you came to join Montezuma's in no particular order. Far away. Okay, or I'll, I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I started racing triathlon when I was about nine at another local club. Um, long story short, I wasn't amazing at cycling, so I decided to join um, a cyclocross kind of group on a Thursday night um, to improve my skills. Eventually, I ended up doing a race. I think I was under 12, like last year under 12. Um and then as I developed more in cycling, my parents wanted to find a team, a club of kind of children my own age to train with and ride around with. Um, and that's how I ended up at Stolen Pirates. Yep. yep and yep. I rode there for quite a few years. And as um, Montezuma's, which was at the time Hargroves, became like a development team, like a pathway. I then joined on to there and I've been on Hargroves as it was for a couple of years and now Montezuma's that has changed. 
it's yeah. opened quite a lot of doors for you. Definitely, definitely. Amy, I think that's a is that a similar story for yourself? Yeah, it's kind of similar. I uh, I started actually at Mountbatten track, um, just on like a little island bike and going to some sessions there. And uh, yeah, we went to a few British schools racing, um, like doing a lot of track riding. And yeah, I mainly I mainly started on the track actually, and then gradually as I got older and via Sodent Pirates, um, as I was there from basically the start. Um, I moved on to mountain bike and cross and I'm definitely preferring the off-road scene <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah so I started mountain bike and cross at about under 12 and Silent Pirates helped with like skills and all that kind of stuff and uh, gradually progressed up again through the off-road scene um, through Hargroves like Abbey and yeah, we ended up moving up in the national scene and going out to Belgium uh, in the last few years. And then as of now with Montezuma's, we're lucky enough to race abroad and it opens up a lot of opportunities like racing for GB and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's great. That's fantastic. We'll obviously come on to racing for, for the national team and World Cups. Um, Tom, you had a slightly different route, didn't you? Because you came through the Zappi setup. Yeah, so back in the day, I saw, I rode for uh, Bista Millennium, just my local club. Um, and that was mainly doing cyclocross. That's sort of how I got into the sport. Um, but after about a year or so, I moved to the Zappi team. And I guess I stayed there for four, four, five years. Quite a while, mainly focusing on the road. But then with the cross in the winter to keep sort of the fitness and just for enjoyment more than anything. And it was sort of, Last season, so it's first year under 23, um, I worked with Simon a bit. So he helped with some coaching towards the end of the season um, just to see how things would go. If I did, a, I think I just did a month of solid cross training um, okay. leading up to the national champs. And well, I finished 13th, I think, 6th elite, uh, 13th elite, and 6th under 23, I think it was. And then was this the and one then, at Cyclo Park, or was that the year before? No, this was the one at Shrewsbury. Oh, okay, um, yeah. In twenty, yeah, twenty twenty, that would have been. And then obviously, I spent the summer racing in Italy with Zappies, and then sort of this season, the twenty 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 one season, I rode for Monsumas, which was, was sort of my first real season of purely focusing on cross, um, which was really good fun. Um, and obviously, amazing opportunity. Didn't think, didn't really expect to be running for GB or doing as much racing abroad as at the start of the season as I expected. But yeah, it was it was great. So going back to the start of this season for the three of you, um, there was obviously that first round of the national trophy, um, and then I think you, or I think all three of you, headed out to uh, Heaton for the Super Prestige. Yeah, first, that second was, round. That was our first. First Belgian trip, well, Holland trip. That was a long drive. How was that as a as as going out as a team, presumably for the first time together? It was a it was a crazy experience, actually. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We we all kind of went there with no real expectations, um, just to kind of get to grips with the season again and get 
get the experience in I guess and know the course and um yeah it was a it was a really good weekend and then I believe from that you went to Rutherford the next it was basically three and three weeks wasn't it out and back out and back out and back yeah it was uh, a busy that was a busy time there's a lot of traveling during those times but yeah we went to um Rutherford it was that was a really good one. We went out and back on the day for that one, actually. So it was quite an early morning, but it was great oh, wow. to get out there. Love those 4am starts. <laughs> it's lucky that we're all south coast. It's not that massive a trek to Dover or Folkestone, is it? No, we get the tunnel across and it's, I think it's about two hours to the tunnel each time. Might be That's wrong there. Bad, I think yeah. it's about two hours. A lot of the time, it's actually quicker for us to go over to Belgium and do a race in Belgium than it is to travel to one of the nationals in the UK. <laughs> it's... Oh, I have found that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did some uh, racing a couple of seasons ago in Brittany, and obviously I'm Winchester away, so I'm uh, you know right on the edge of Southampton. And it was easy. Yeah, it was easier for me to get to to like uh, Cannes than it was to the other side of Nottingham, which is insane. Pre Brexit, pre COVID. When you could actually travel, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're allowed to go anywhere, yeah. I took the dog for about a six mile walk today, and I felt a little bit guilty. I'm like, oh, I'm not in, not in my same postcode anymore. <laughs> so after those two races, uh, presumably you all got the email. Um, you're heading to Euros. How for for each of you? How does that feel when you get that email from BC going, "Hi, would you like to ride the Euros?" Um, I mean, it was actually really funny. I was, I mean, Amy, you can agree. We were, we were near each other. I was up at the field doing some cyclocross training. Um, and Amy was down at the bottom of the field um, because Simon lives at the end of the road. Right. And I was up at the top of the field and I got the email and I knew because of where we had been positioning wise from the nationals. Um, and I was just really excited. And I just, pegged it down to the house and Amy opened the door and she was looking at me like did you get the email too and then we just kind of jumped up and down for a little bit <laughs> yeah it was uh, really excited <laughs> it was a very very nice moment <laughs> so how does that work so, I mean I asked Cameron Mason about this a couple of weeks ago um but and I was trying to get into the into where he would almost expect it because he's racing at, at, at that level of elite that you know it's like a footballer like oh i have i'm expecting to go to play for england how how are you where where's your head at when you get that nod from bc going yes you are you are one of the best and we want you to represent us i mean i think we've all in general been kind of fighting for positions on the team on, on the gb kind of squad for quite a while and the competition in England is so high. Like, there's there's so many different people that could get selected. Um, so yeah, getting getting the email. I think for me personally, I was I was a bit shocked. I didn't really expect it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure about about the others. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's I always wasn't... a shock the first time because you yeah. sort of you sort of don't really know where. You you're at and then once you've been selected once you sort of I don't know but you almost get like a gauge of where you're positioned and 
if that makes your any confidence sense. also i think confidence in yourself um is a bit boosted so obviously tom you'd, you'd been abroad a lot with the racing especially with zappy on the road um for yourself how was that traveling across to a a major international cyclocross event um i guess it's probably out of all of the races it's a race of the highest pedigree so that i guess brings a bit of added pressure but i guess i've been so used to traveling abroad so i've traveled belgium france spain you almost get used to traveling across stay in the night then racing the next day before traveling home so it's almost second nature um so it doesn't affect me too badly i don't think um i guess it's just what you get used to um yeah i didn't find it too bad actually do you permanently have a a suitcase packed ready just in case not permanently packed but it's pretty much i know where everything is yeah pack within an hour and out the door (laughs) sort of (laughs) done it so many times that it's it is amazing so i want to change anything so, uh, something else I'd also like to know. Obviously, you've got the email, and they're saying, "Right, you're racing at uh, Den Bosch for GB." Um, was that the debut for GB for all three of you? Yes, yep. it was. Yeah, okay, that's right. I just make sure I had, actually had my facts correct. Um, regarding, obviously, with logistics, obviously you went as as Montezumas you know, with all that support. With regards to kit from GB. Do you, do you get a delivery in advance? Are they asking your sizes? Do you, do you pick it all up there? It's one of those silly little things. That I've always wondered, how, how would that work? Um, in the original email, uh, they sent us a size guide link um, and we were to pick our sizes and send our addresses. And then I didn't know it was coming. I don't know if the other two knew that theirs was coming either. I was just out on a ride and I got back and there was a package and I was like, I have no idea what this is. I hadn't ordered anything and I opened it and it was the GB kit. So that was a nice, that was a nice surprise delivery after a training session. I think that would possibly be the proudest moment of my life, getting that. It was amazing and it stayed hung up in my room for quite a while. <laughs> did you ever keep just one of the jerseys and didn't take it to the races? Just So that's the pristine, that's the, that's the one for the wall. Actually, yeah, um, how much kit did you get? I know, um, so this time for Euros, we got a skin suit each, so a long sleeve skin suit, a then, it's almost like a windproof, a winter jacket, and then a pair of socks. So I think it is usually, usually do get more, but with COVID and the teams don't get any appearance money or anything like that, so it was And, and we went travelling with the team, so it was more... Uh, I think when you travel with the team, you you represent it the entire time. Of course, but yeah. I've, probably get a yeah. tracksuit and a hoodie. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed for next. Well, not next season. This this year, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um. So, t- uh, t- tell us about Euros. Who wants to go first? <laughs> <laughs> it was a. It was a. a big learning kind of point for me at least um 
I was super excited for it, obviously. And the course was crazy fast. It was properly dry and lots of short, sharp corners. No real kind of up or down, but lots of sand and stuff. Um, I think it was like getting off the bike four, no, more than four times a lap, maybe like six times a lap. Um, so, yeah, quite a bit of running. Um, There's three sets of stairs. And, yeah, race day. Uh, I didn't, I did not have the greatest race. I think coming away, I learned a lot from that race and I knew what I needed to change and improve. Um, but I guess, like, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah so I, I definitely improved after that race and I can see that in my results at the Super Prestiges. Um but yeah, I did come away gutted, but knowing that I'd done the best I could and I'd gone a hundred percent, um, that was that was a good feeling for sure. <laughs> How about yourself, Abby? Yeah, I think I agree with Amy. I was very excited that there was a almost like a nervous energy, but excitement the whole weekend. And just riding around the course, I think I got I think I got a bit carried away I just did laps and laps <laughs> just happy to be wearing like the GB kit and the whole atmosphere I was really um it was really nice to be a part of uh the race itself like Amy said very very fast a lot of running I really I quite like running so I really enjoyed that aspect of it I didn't really pay much attention to my result it probably wasn't the best result but the general experience and my performance in the race I definitely gave it all I could and I just really enjoyed the day out like I finished happy and smiling and that's really all I can ask for during that sorry I'll, I'll come on to you in a second Tom um during that when you look at so the the top three that day were uh Puck Peters uh Blanca Kativas and Manon Bakker um did, did you did you look at those riders before during after and think well, that's the question. Did you look at those three riders and what, what did you, how was that for you to line up against them? It's always quite a, quite a surreal experience. But after, well, we've been lucky enough to race quite a few races out in Belgium this, this season. And so after a few races, you kind of, instead of being somebody you look up to, like obviously we all still look up to them, it, it in a sense it's competition but also you know they're going to be so far ahead that you, you end up just focusing on the people that are around you and yeah. I know for instance me and Abby we are quite close racing and we quite. always have been but we've we we're such close friends we've gotten used to it and we can have like a competitive battle in the race but then we're like great friends off like off racing as well and you end up focusing on the the other people around you and picking your battles there. Do you do you ever find as as teammates at a, a team level and then teammates at a national level, you'll work together to pick off other riders in the race at all? I've always wondered if the kind of team loyalties pop up at all. I don't think racing wise. I don't think racing wise we've necessarily played a team tactic. I do know that especially this season because we talk about the competition about within ourselves we did both kind of say 
regardless of like whether we are near each other in a race the best way to race is just to focus on someone else because if we spent all season hooked on one another it it wouldn't be very productive I don't think for either of us yeah I I agree (laughs) it's a chance to elbow someone else for a change isn't it yeah yeah (laughs) um Tom so obviously over to yourself how was that experience for you, your your first time away with the national team? Yeah, like both Amy and Avi said, a big learning curve, obviously. Um, I guess for me, it was sort of my first real test of for cyclocross, really, because after coming from a long season on the road and then uh, um first run of the national series, I sort of, I didn't done much cross that this last season leading up to the Euro, so I wasn't quite sure where to expect what 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 to expect really um and yeah pro- i didn't have the greatest race in the world um i had a few issues but obviously went as hard as i could um and had a great time but came a, came back with a lot of things to work on and throughout the season managed to work on those weaknesses and areas and i guess has made me a, a much stronger rider um, yeah, it was an, an amazing experience. Um, I guess there's not much, not a better moment than putting on your GB kit for the first time, really, is there? Um, no, yeah, that must be amazing. But yeah. And it was quite a good day for the British lads as well, wasn't it? With obviously Thomas Main and Cammy Mason picking up podiums. Yeah, second and third, I think. So, yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah it was a really successful day for the boys, I think, just shows. The talent in the under twenty three men well, and women in the UK is yeah phenomenal. Really, at the moment, sort of probably one of the best in the world. So it's an exciting place to be. As a when you, you let's go to all three of you when you go away and you join up with your GB teammates, is there much of a vibe? Obviously, you kind of recognise each other from national trophy and other races, but do you, do you feel a team? Do you, or are you kind of six individual guys? You know, just I guess, to be in the same kit. I guess there is always going to be a team element there. Like you're right, you're sort of wearing the same kit. You're you obviously know each other from the races in the UK. In the UK, so like uh, um, at the Euros in the Mur, for instance, we went round road with some of the other GB lads, sort of testing out different lines, racing each other through different parts, seeing which ways were quicker, different techniques. So you sort of think it's useful to ride with each other. And be with one another because then you learn new techniques, um, like pre-race warm-ups, um, just race strategies, I guess. Um, but obviously, there is going to be an individual element because at the end of the day, cyclocross is quite an individual sport. So it, it was almost every man for himself. Um, I I think also with COVID this year, it was trickier to have that kind of team element although we did like in scouting and um, all that we did get to see each other covid kind of meant we were very separated i guess yeah um this year which was a shame but uh hopefully hopefully next year there'll be more opportunities yeah fingers fingers crossed so after uh euros at uh, den bosch i think you all went to namur um just before christmas did you, I think you all went. Yes, yeah, yeah, so it was yeah. our first World yeah. Cup. 
Is that a different vibe at all? Um, I guess it is. It did feel a bit different to Euros because for the World Cups, everyone sort of it's not not so much of a Team GB experience. It's more your team experience because most people are there riding for their trade teams. Like we, as Simon mentioned earlier, we rode for Montezuma's. Um, like the majority of people doing the race. So I guess it is a bit more of an individual feel, like even riding around the course the day before, everyone's sort of riding around with their teams rather than in their nations. Um, and yeah, I guess it's just, it does feel slightly different, but at the same time, it still feels like a massive event. Um, and it's when you get to mix it with the uh, the big guns as well. Yeah, and you, with cyclists especially, you can learn you're so so great well, you're racing against them, so and riding around the course you could just watch them. I guess it's not like road where sort of you're totally separate and cross it's all sort of integrated quite closely. So you can learn a lot from watching the best and uh, it does help massively being young riders like us who still got a lot of development to go. I think I'd be so tempted just to be well, I would be really awful anyway. But just to have Van der Poel and Van Aert lap me, just so there, there's that chance of that one photo that I might be slightly, <laughs> slightly in front of them at some point. Yeah, get gun TV. <laughs> That's it. I mean, that is basically my entire tactic for battling the bowl, just to be so awful. At some point, someone will come past me in front of a camera. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Abby, Abby and Amy, obviously. Oh, sorry. No, sorry, Tom. You, Karen. No, sorry. You, you, you go. Sorry. Okay, I was going to say, Abby and Amy, obviously, in between Euros and Namur, you had uh, a trio of races in between there. How did those go for you? That was obviously the Super Prestige um, and the Duck Trophy as well. Yeah, they were. Uh, that was quite a few busy weekends. That I, I actually only raced um, Max Blast and Courtrike, um, and I think Abby went on to do Boom. Um, but those those two races I did were, I think, actually two of the best races for me this season um i raced uh court track before so i knew what was coming and i always quite liked that course i I had quite a good race there i think i got 21st um so i was very very pleased with that um and merck's blast was another it was a muddy day out that one um but yeah both quite flat and fast courses uh so not ten like generally my kind of course but uh yeah I I definitely hit a, a high point in my season there I think not not that my results were anything special but moving on from Euros and from uh Radeboard and stuff like that I definitely had improved and the weaknesses I'd worked on came through and like I, I proved that I worked on them well. <laughs> How about yeah. yourself, Abby? Oh. I um, did Merck's Blast and Court Track 2. I was also doing Boom, so I entered the three weekends in a row with a, a idea to peak at Boom as I raced Boom last year. And I loved the course, a lot more climbing in it, which is my thing. I much prefer it to a flat course, like some hills and... So I started at Merck's Plus. That was okay. I it was it wasn't my best result. Court trike was amazing. I loved that course. I hadn't raced it before, but the kind of urban 
part of it was really fun to oh yes it, it wiggles through the town doesn't it yeah and then boom was going brilliantly um i was actually sat just inside the top 30 which i was really pleased with um and then i got a puncture right after the pits so uh. i had to do half a lap with a flat tire dragged it round and then changed so i lost lost a lot of time but once i got back onto my pit bike i was picking off places one by one but the race is only so long <laughs> yeah of course yeah do you, uh amy abby do you, do you feel that the uci could allow the women to to race for that extra 10 15 minutes because some of them have seemed so short this year yeah I think I think it should go ahead. Um, it it might mean that I'm. I mean, at the moment, it might mean I get pulled earlier, <laughs> um, or it might mean I get a longer race. Um, yeah, I, I definitely I think so. Yeah, I agree. I know going into the season, I trained for forty five to fifty five minute races. That was where I targeted. And I know the women at the front of the front of the race definitely train for that. So I think they could definitely race for longer. Yeah, it seemed like so many of the races, obviously, it's the, the, I think the regulations changed season before last or, or maybe this year. That it's instead of being the nearest time to X minutes plus a lap, it's the nearest time to X minutes, which is why some of them seems, it seemed a lap short at least. Um, but Tom, would you prefer to do? 15 minutes less? Definitely not. I think... <laughs> Good. I think the hours race... Yeah, I think they do need to race longer. It would make... Certainly make races far more interesting. Um, just gives more opportunity to different tactics, different... Yeah, I think it would just bring a whole new dynamic to the racing um, and hopefully give the sport even more credit um, and attract even more people to it. Um, so so moving forward into the season coming up um obviously simon said earlier that things are going to change again what's 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 the realistic goal for you all and what's the dream goal for you for this coming this season coming up in six months time anyone got a goal (laughs) I'm having to think about it. <laughs> I was going to say they've got the road season first to digest. Yeah, sorry, you go, Abby. I was I was going to come to road afterwards. Yeah, that's right. We we'll stick we we'll stick cross, and I'll I'll catch you on that in a second. I think this season was about learning courses and gaining experience, and COVID did have a massive impact on that because whilst we got to race a lot more than most and we were very lucky to be able to do that um I don't know whether or not we got enough experience to really have like catapulted our results forward so I think next season for me I definitely just want to gain more experience and I want to be a bit more competitive in the races so not you know bottom half I want to start moving my way up through and knowing how to race in that front bunch but as Simon said it is hard to do from the back of the grid when you're starting in like 60th 
there's only so far up you can move. Yeah. So I think I just really like to gain more UCI points, whether that be in the UK nationals or abroad, so that when it comes to races that I do want to target, because I know the courses and I've raced them before, I can potentially improve on my results from this past season. The same goes for me, to be honest. <laughs> I just want to improve results and and nationals-wise, uh, depending on what goes ahead, obviously, uh, I want to be able to improve on my results previously there as well and maybe maybe even aim for some podiums, if I dare say. Um, that would be, yeah, that would be a, a nice goal to aim for. And then, yeah, hopefully depending on how the season's going, I would, uh, obviously, I would love to head out to some World Cups again and gain more experience there and uh, see see what results I can do and see if, see how how well I've improved almost from this season gone. Um, yeah, that, that would be, that would be a, a dream goal. Um, but yeah, obviously, we'll see how, see how things go. <laughs> how about yourself, Tom? Well, I'm just hoping that next season we can sort of bring back the under-23 men's races again. Because um, although it is brilliant racing with the elite men, you obviously you don't have as good an opportunity to race against people your age. Um, and so hopefully with the under-23 races, sort of from progress from this year, with all the learning, hopefully can put that into next season and be up there challenging in the front half of the races. Um, really progressing and seeing, seeing what I'm capable of, really, um, in the international races. And then I guess in the UK, sort of, again, fighting for those podium positions and being up there at the front of the race, um, being in contention, right up there, being a key challenger, I guess. But we'll see, see what happens. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, it, it might. Hopefully, fingers crossed. By that time, hopefully everything's back to normal. Would there be a a, a dream course for for you three on, on the continent? We'll come back to national trophy stuff. But uh, is there is there a specific course that the three of you think that you either really think you could target or get your best result on, or just love to ride? Oh God, that's a tricky one. <laughs> um, so I, I actually I really did enjoy Namur. Um. Uh, normally, I'm not. Um, I'm not quite like Abby. I'm not the greatest at climbs, but I've been working on it. And uh, despite Namur being quite a lot of climbing, I I really excelled in the in the kind of technical side of it. And once I got over the fact that there is going to be a climb, I can just hammer up it and get get past it. So yeah, I think uh, I'd really like to. Uh, aim for Namur, I guess, and then yeah, super prestige wise, just the other ones like Merck's Blast, where I've previously had a good race. Um, yeah, there's a lot, a lot to choose from. <laughs> How about yourself, Abby? I think similar to Amy, I'd probably say as a super prestige level boom because I've raced there twice and I do really enjoy the course and the flow of it, and I always feel like when I ride it. It just, it feels comfortable, not the pace of the race, but the way the corners flow and I know where things are because I've done it before. I think that's, that's really good. But 
yeah, at a World Cup level, I really enjoyed them more from the opposite reasons of Amy because I really enjoyed the climbing and with the technical and slightly trickier descents, once I accept that, I, you know, I just, I can get down them fine after following Amy a couple of times. <laughs> I can get down there perfectly fine. Then it just, I really enjoyed racing the course. It was something that I felt lap on lap. I just got better at it technically. So I'd yeah, like I to agree. be able to go back to it stronger. Does Boom, is Boom the one with the little cobbled sections? I might be um, confusing that with somewhere else. Boom has a, it's almost in a bowl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It does have a cobbled climb in it that then goes think, up a bank at the end. Yeah. I think that's what I'm thinking of then. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. That looks tough. Rather, rather you than me. How about yourself, Tom? I really like uh, Deegan, although we didn't have the opportunity, well, it wasn't on this year. Um, I think it's just such a unique race with it being born around the town at night. Um, although it's, I guess it's the spectators that sort of make that, that race with it being the nighttime volley, the crazy drunk Belgian fans like. Oh yeah, it's the one that's just it's, sort of, it's it's like Boxing Day or day after that kind of it's around then. Yeah, isn't it? sort of ju- yeah. normally just after Christmas. Um, totally forgot about that one. Based all all around the town, um, and it's probably one of the maddest maddest races there is. Um, but I I've done that the last as a junior and the first year in the twenty three, and I think such a good course. Um, it's got a bit of everything really in it. Um, I thought, and like Abby and Amy, I think Namur as well. That's obviously one of the most iconic races, um, and they're pretty similar to each other. A lot of climbing, both very physically demanding, um, but also very technical. Technical, um, yeah. I think those two sort of pretty much go hand in hand. So I think those two would be quite a good focus for me. Um, but I guess we've just got to see which races, which races are going to be on. Yeah, fingers, we'll fingers crossed. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, the calendar starts, you know, late September, six months. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, have, I think we should be okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'd have to hope so, otherwise. Well, <laughs> don't know. That's what I do in my life, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> Abby and Amy again. Tom, I, was, I always come to you third. I'm so sorry. Uh, Abby and Amy, um, road plans for this year. At all? Can I rephrase that? If it sounded like I'd never heard of words before, Abby and Amy, do you do you have any road plans for this season? I think you can start on that. <laughs> I think ideally, I would love to do all of the national series. I'd also like to get out to a few permesses in Belgium to give those a try, but. I can't really race much higher than that because to get into UCI races, you have to be on a UCI road team and I'm not at the moment. So I think in an ideal world, I'd love to race all of the nationals and be able to travel abroad to race in Belgium and France. But given the current circumstances and a lot of nationals have already been cancelled, I think I'd just like to make it to whichever ones happen. Yeah, for me, my uh, main focus is 
off-road so I'm more in the mountain bike scene um but this season uh I am like this year as a whole I will be focusing mainly on cross so for summer is basically just improving my fitness and improving my kind of engine as such um so I will be doing some road racing not necessarily the nationals as I've not really been on the road racing scene at all previously um so just building I guess building my fitness and building my experience in the road um and doing some crits I really enjoy crits it's basically cross but on a road (laughs) um I was gonna say that was about deer game is basically uh, a tour series round in the mud yeah yeah uh so yeah i'm i'm hoping to get out and do some mountain bike racing internationally mountain bike cross country um as i've never actually been abroad for that so that would be a massive learning curve um but other than that if the mountain bike nationals go ahead i'll be aiming for those i've not raced as a under 23 slash elite in mountain bike cross country yet so that'd be interesting as the length of race does increase by quite a bit so we'll see we'll see how that goes how how about yourself tom was he road season ahead what lies ahead of you this season yes i've switched to um spirit tofosi this season so again they're quite they're quite a local team to me actually and that russell rouse's team yeah so it's yeah it's good really good Good setup um really good management so really looking forward to that um but i think tour series i think that's going to be a big hopefully a big focus for me um sort of sort of august i think that's planned for um but i think that's yeah quite well yeah 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 townsend to crits nice technical racing fast paced pretty much full gas for an hour yeah i think be i think that'd be mega really so Hopefully, and it goes hand in hand with cross quite well as well. Fatigue resist, fatigue resistance. So, I think that should be quite a good match. So, hopefully, it can be up there challenging. No, I'm not sure, quite sure. Podiums, top tens. Don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. Really, yeah. I suppose that crits are quite a good uh, a road version of cross. It's that power on off, on off, on off for forty five, fifty minutes at you know zone five. It's just yeah, full gas. Pretty, sort of test test your bike handling skills. It's sort of a bit of everything, really. It sort of keeps it just interesting. Um, yeah, the, the the only two I've done are the one in down in Winchester and Watlington, and I've they've both really enjoyed those. But hopefully, can bring the success from those two races, bring them up to the under twenty three elite races, and see what can happen. How was your time abroad on the road, obviously, with Zappi? Were you based in Italy for a wee while? Yeah, so obviously, look, well, not obviously, but last year I was still at school, so I was finishing my A-levels, and the plan was to then move out to Italy um, end of May and sort of spend the rest of the season out there training and racing with the team. But with COVID, sort of my plans were sort of a bit scuppered, really. So delayed going out until july i think it was before i actually managed to travel out and then it was another two three weeks before we actually started racing but once we started racing it was 
pretty much full gas races two three times a week they uh, did a really wide range so did some mountain biking to start off the season and then we did oh, yes, some yeah, new... yeah yeah then we did some of the uh, Italian national series on the road so sort of with the covid regulations most of those were around about six seven clubs of circuits um out in the countryside and then we i finished off the season um with a uci um san Ven- I'm, not, I'm not sure how you quite how you pronounce it san veniamo um san oh, veniamo yeah yeah so that was flat flat flat, flat lumpy 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 flat that one yeah so very very hilly at the end <laughs> yeah yeah so it's sort of great range of everything really um and a taste of what it's like to be i guess a full-time cyclist um just being able to focus on your training um worrying about recovery and yeah it was, it was an amazing experience it's amazing amazing opportunity so yeah it's really good massive learning curve but also a great time just lost your audio a little bit, Tom. We can still hear you, but you are a little bit faint. Ah. Oh, that's better. There we go. Is that better? Yeah, Sorry. whatever you did, don't do that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. Uh, moving ahead, would you like to compete on multiple disciplines? Or is road taking over or is cross the focus? Or see what um, comes? I don't think I'll ever solely focus on one or the other. Uh, you see Van der Poel and Wout van Aert, probably sort of two of the most successful cyclists at the moment. They're both managing to juggle the two. And I think, yeah. I think you are seeing more and more riders transferring, doing, yeah. doing Pitcock as well. Both. Of course, yeah. And I've, yeah, I think it is a healthy relationship to have between the two. So I think definitely for the future, I'll keep, keep going with both of them. Um, well, certainly, certainly for the time being anyway. Is there any particular road race you'd think would you'd, that's got your calling on it? Kerner, Brussels, Kerner, something like that. I I did do um, as a junior, I was, but I um I was in I was in the winning break, but then I uh, had a mechanical on the quam once, and that was my race over. So Damn maybe man. maybe as an under twenty three or Roubaix, I don't know. One of those two may suit me quite well. I reckon we'll see. Uh, Abby and Amy, is there anything, any any key race you'd really love to? At the end of your careers, there's one, there's one elite race win. What's the one you're going for? Not saying you'll only win one race. That's that's awful. Obviously, <laughs> you know. What I mean, if you had to have just the one. Oh, oh God! <laughs> um, it would be cyclocross. I think. I mean, everyone wants the world champs, don't they? <laughs> That would oh, be, course, yeah. that would be a, a full-on dream. Um, but uh, on a course, I'm not sure which course. Haven't done enough of them to give a justified opinion on that. Yeah, I agree. I'd say oh, everyone wants to win world champs, and I think in cross that would be my one, like above all dream. But I'd say on the road, whilst I absolutely love to win world champs, if I had to pick a race, it would probably be 
Roubaix now that there is a women's race. Yeah, finally. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. That looks amazing. I'd love to do that. Best race to win, and but the worst prize, a big stone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'll let you all go. Thank you for your time. So it's been, been over an hour or so. Unless there's anything else you'd like to add at all? Well, thank you for having us. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. No, no, thanks for coming on. It's nice to chat to local people about local teams and local races. And big up, big up my local, my local cross time. It's been really nice to chat. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Abby. <laughs>